When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. In the NFL world, it is the uh, all-city, all-NFL podcast. Brian Baldinger, I'm Anthony Gargano. It is the, uh, we're in the meat locker, right? Looking at film, working, already got some draft stuff that we're uh, about to do and do that. Of course, all the playoffs getting ready for championship Sunday. But you know what? We got a special guest today. Speaking of the NFL playoffs, speaking of the Ravens. Joe Flacco is going to join us a little bit. We're going to go over uh, what an incredible story he was this year from the couch in South Jersey to Cleveland and off the shores of Lake Erie and uh, what he did in a great run for the Browns. So we'll talk to Joe, and we'll kind of get deep into all kinds of things. What it was like, what it's like at 38, right? Uh, what he's learned, what the league looks like now, what fatherhood has in store. So we're going to cover the gamut with Joe Flacco. That's coming up next. Hey, look, it's uh, January now, right? The We're getting toward the latter part of January. And uh, by this point, all of our resolutions are up in smoke. All right. I got a cheat code for you to keep your resolution with eating right. It's called Factor, Factor Meal Kits. It's an incredible meal delivery service right to your door. You want to talk about amazing meals, chef-inspired, dietitian approved that are delivered right to your house. My wife loves it, right? I mean, two minutes, and you're enjoying this fabulous meal. It's amazing. There's no hassles. There's no cleanup. There's no prep work. None of that stuff. All right, the meals come, boom, you're good. And they have everything you want. So if you're looking for calorie smart, you're looking for vegan, you're looking for veggie, you're looking for keto, maybe protein plus, it's all right there. And uh, you got a lot to choose from. The beauty is not only do you have the meals, right, for dinner, but they have breakfast items, lunch items, snacks, cold-pressed juices, I mean, you name it, they got it. It's the Factor Meal Kitchen. You got to check it out. Check it out. I mean, it really will help you kind of keep you on track to eating right 
this whole new year of 2024. Factormeals.com slash all NFL 50. That's right. A-L-L NFL 50. That'll get you 50% off your first order. You can't beat that, man. So go to factormeals.com slash all NFL 50, 50% off your first order. A tremendous, you're gonna love it. And you're gonna love the eating well and sticking to your New Year's resolution. Factor. At least I was able to go out there and play and we had we had, you know, we had our chance at it and it didn't get it done. So like it, it allows you to you have to accept that for what it is, but it's still not the easiest thing. Joe, was it like how much of it was Kubiak's offense that you ran in Baltimore? Was it similar? Like just the wording? Yeah, sim- sim- similarities. I mean, what I've been doing the last few years is, simi- is, is similar. You know what okay. I mean? But like, yeah. listen, as much as like there's so many offenses that are similar to each other, it's still like who, the guy that's running it is still a different person. It's, it's right. so, you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. different to that extent, but there are some, there were similarities. Like there's t- terminology was different. Most of not, I don't know when I say most of the terminology, but there's a lot of different terminology, but just the way they build the offense and, and the structure of it and, and, you know, kind of what they expect and how they teach everything was pretty similar, but you know, it's different people, man, like coordinators are their own people. Um, and the best ones, have their own identity they're not trying to be somebody else anyway you know but it just it was amazing to me joe the timing that you had like from the Oof. get-go with some of those guys with amari with njoku like and some of it was your deep passes too joe like i i don't know how yeah. you can get the feel for yes. down the you field see i can see the hit. check downs joe and you know quick yeah. you know z slants and stuff but that, some of the deep shot stuff that you were doing was amazing to me yeah, you just go back to basics. You you see the guy and you throw it to him, you know. And, and, uh, so it's just it's it, really a lot easier you, than we think, huh, Joe? Listen, I think a lot of the times when you have expertise in something, whether you know whether that's football, another sport, or anything, you can you can talk to to people about it in this super elaborate way and make it sound like it's the hardest thing in the world yeah. and make it sound like you're the smartest person in the world. At the end of the day, you're throwing the ball to a guy. Right. And and you're and you're trying to execute something that, you know, you obviously have a little bit of a knack for. So it shouldn't be the hardest thing. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, yeah. Obviously, like I could probably talk to your regular person like, you know, and, and spin their head in circles because I could make something that I'm doing seem harder than it is. But in reality, I've been doing it my whole life. Right. And I'd like to think I'm pretty good at it. And you really do. It's just simple, man. You're playing football. Like, pick the ball up and throw it to the guy. And yeah, you're. You know, maybe not everything's perfect, but um, and and there's obviously things to gain with from being with guys for a long time. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to go out there and and just kind of. Uh, you have to have that mentality of being able to pick the ball up and like, hey, I don't care if we're in, you know in the in a sand lot or on the schoolyard or on an NFL in an NFL stadium. You have to make it all the same. You know what's you know what's interesting is that I remember Brady saying that when he was like 38, he said, I'm playing the best quarterback of my career. Because I just everything I just process everything that much faster. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching you and Boldy and I breaking down all the tape. I'm like Man, it reminded me of Brady when he said that at 38, because, like, 
you were just, you know, everything you do, it, it's felt very effortless, like that you knew it was all second nature. Listen, the quarterback is a unique position in that respect. As long as you can keep the physical tools to a certain extent, it, it is such a, you know, a mental game. You have to have that ability to go through things quickly and all that. So you should be able to hone that as you play and get better. I think the guys that have played a long time in this league have that to a certain extent naturally and, and through the time that they spent in college and, and all that stuff anyway. But it is something that you can continue to get better at. Um, and listen, I mean, it also helps being in a bunch of different offenses and, and under and being able to adapt here and there a little bit mm -hmm. to whatever your coach is trying to teach you. And you've heard these things a million times, so you don't have to waste time on explaining exactly what the two of you are kind of thinking. You kind of just you, you can be you're able to speak the same language a little bit easier um, because you've been around as long as as you have. Um, but it, it is a unique position on a football field in the sense that you should be able, you should be able to keep your physical tools intact long enough to actually get better with age. Um, and, and then listen, the, the thing that people always overlook with the quarterback position is how reliant it, it, it is on everybody else doing their job really well. You know, it's not the same when you have, one and a half seconds to get rid of the ball versus two and a half seconds. Uh, it's not the same when you're standing in a pocket with three yards of room versus, you know, a yard of, of space. You can still play very good in those different environments, but you're obviously not going to be as consistent if it's, you know, in, in one of those versus the other. Um, it, it's just the nature of the game. You have to make, there's going to be times in the, in, in the one where you have to make, even if you're not quite ready to pull the trigger, you're going to have to a little bit earlier. And that means you might have to throw the ball away more, or you might have to take more incompletions, or you might have to take a sack here and there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's also, so that's just the pocket. And then when you talk about the receivers getting open, like let's say you're, let's say it's man to man and you're relying on a guy to win on a slant route. Well, it's completely different if he wins versus he, hmm. versus not winning. Because right. in that respect, there's not too much of a progression in man to man necessarily. Sometimes there is, but like in that respect, you're relying on that guy to win. You're fully bought in as a quarterback. And all of a sudden it doesn't happen. Well, now you're stuck. And if, and if there's a pass rush, well, now you're sacked. And if there's not a pass rush, well, now you can at least move and do something else. So the quarterback position, you have to be able to process all those things quickly, but there's still so much of a, a an external factor of being on a good football team and being able to do all those things that you want to be able to do. So I'm curious, Joe, like Amari Cooper is a great route runner. He's a router. And it almost forces, if you're just talking about a guy that can beat man coverage the way Amari can, I, I feel like it's, it could be difficult because you could wait for him to win the route, Joe. It might take a little longer because he's going to yep. set the guy up. Yep. And then, but then there's that fine line. Do I get off him and go to right. Njoku here or check it down over here? to the back or do I just wait on, on Amari? That's right. And, and that I, right. I, I feel like that's like a, a difficult thing for a quarterback. It is. It, you can complicate it and start to think. I think when you have a guy like him, you have to wait on him and you, you, you grow, you go, you grow used to that experience of waiting on him a little bit because yeah. you know, he's going to win. Um, but if you overthink it too much, you're like, okay, I, in a normal thing here, I got to get off of him in order to get back to him. 
And now, you, now you're sitting back there and you're like, okay, should I hang on them or should I go through my normal progression? And then the next thing you know, you're not doing either of those things correctly. You're, 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 now you're playing in between and now that's when the game speeds up and, and you don't do things right and you make a bad decision because you weren't just absolute in what you thought. So you have to make that decision um, kind of throughout the week and as you get to know guys like, hey, on this route, I'm all in on him if this is, if this is the coverage we get. And if it doesn't yeah. work out, hey, I'm getting a sack or I'm throwing the ball away or I'm, I'm hopefully I can scramble and, and do something off schedule. Um, but I'm not going to move on to him from here. Um, and then there's other routes where it's like, okay, I got Dave here. If it's man to man, I'm going to give him the chance to, to, to break away on a linebacker with all that field in front of him. That's the one I'm really hanging on here. And yeah, there's a couple of looks where I know I can get off of that fast and move on to somebody else. But like, it's that process of making sure that you, you know exactly what you're going to do in those situations. If you're in between and you kind of like, and you, even sometimes coaches, they're like, all right, well, you could go here versus this and you could go here and you could go here. Well, if you're thinking about that, you know, three different spots to go versus yeah. one coverage and they're all kind of your number one, you eventually have to narrow that down to where you're going to go or, or eventually it's going to catch up to you and you're not going to play fast enough and the game's going to seem like it's, it's faster than it is. So that's just the experience. I think that's sometimes like you talk about these young quarterbacks a lot of times and like how a vet can help them out. It's things like that. It's, it's, it's simplifying the game so that you can play fast and listen, that doesn't mean you're not going to miss Njoku running across the field sometimes and you're going to throw an incompletion to Amari. But at long, as long as you can, as long as you had that in your head and you had a good reason for doing what you did, then you have to be able to will, you have to be willing to live with something, sometimes things not going the right way because over the course of a game, over the course of a season, those things are going to play itself out in a positive way. I, I think that's what kind of really stood out for you. I think, you know, when, when people kept talking about, oh, Joe goes from his couch to look at this incredible success. Everything felt slow. Like, it felt like you were in control, you know, throughout. Uh, you know, man, that Jets game. I go back to, you know, every game that we broke down of yours. Like, you just felt – you never looked at all, like, harried. It always felt I, like it was slow. I think it's important to remind yourself when you're – you know, even when it's to keep – keep it basic it's football you know as <laughs> as much as there can be that's going on throughout the course of a play when you f focus on the little fundamental things all those other things take care of itself and um yeah and and i think that it gives you the best chance of playing with that speed and processing as fast as you possibly can um and like i said it, it helps when you have guys getting open within the timing of the play because now the ball's coming out and you're keeping the defense on their heels and and you start to operate in the way you want to. Did you did you uh did you fall in love with it again? I mean, I you know, I mean what a what an incredible like story. Like this year, you know, being on the couch, staying in shape, you know, throwing to your father. Like it's great, it's story yeah. great. Like yeah. how, how did you uh, feel? Well, like, did you just were you just having a ball? I think, man, like over the last few years, uh, like when you kind of get relegated to a backup role and you're just looking for an opportunity here and there, um, there's times where it is, it's, it's difficult. You're kind of looking at yourself like, man, what am I doing this for? You know? And there's other times 
where you're like, where you realize how much you miss it because you're just kind of going through practice and you don't get to play on Sundays. So there's like a little bit of both of those things uh, that I've had going on the last few years. So even before I came back and played this year, um, when I was sitting at home and doing my thing, you, you, you realize you miss it. You know, I don't think you realize quite how much you miss it, but you know that you miss it. And then when you get to in, when you get in the locker room and you go out there and you actually get to experience football again, and you realize how unique and special it is to get to do what we get to do. Um, yeah. Listen, all those things combined put, put it in perspective of how lucky we are. And it, and it, and it just allows you to appreciate it a little bit more uh, than maybe at certain times you do. You know what I mean? Like at, well, at a certain point in your career, you might get caught up in doing the wrong things and maybe you're not winning as much as you, you want to. And you kind of, you're thinking about, you know, you're thinking about different things. And uh, I think at some point, even though it's a game, it, this is our livelihood. It is a job, you know, and I, and I think every now and then it's good to remind yourself. And, and in my case, you have, sometimes you have situations that remind you um, of how cool it is to, to play this and how much you love it. Joe, it's so, I mean, a big part of this, it must've been almost like a blur for you, but you had success and you had early success, Joe. I remember, you quarterback in the Jets, the Jets, Joe. I think it was the last game of the year against Miami. You guys weren't going to score, Joe. Like I don't care. Like yeah. you, you, you're going to have the ball a hundred times, Joe. You guys weren't going to yeah. score. Like you had no chance. Like the team wasn't good. The line wasn't good. The receivers aren't in the league. And I'm like, Joe can't be having any fun. Like it just, like we just got to get through this thing. You know, don't get hurt. That's kind of yeah. what I was saying. I was down there in Miami, like doing that game, Joe, and I'm like. But you were on a good team with a very good defense and a well-coached team and a good, you know, a good group of guys up front. I mean, success is a big part of having the fun that you had this year. No, for sure. Listen, it, it's it's always a lot more fun when you're when you're able to have success. I mean, that's come on. It, it, it's <laughs> it's it's hard to winning football games is just, you know, it's hard to take the smile off your face. Having said that it is interesting. It was, I was an interesting spot. It was an interesting spot to be in last year playing down in Miami. Um, listen, I, it was awesome to be able to go to, to battle with, with those guys that were playing. And obviously yeah. it wasn't like the starting 11 that I was going out there with. And I think there was definitely a part of me that was like, dude, they're going to throw me out there for this game. And <laughs> You know, <laughs> I, I think there was a little bit of thought of that. And, and it was like, man, what the hell? How is this going to go? And, and yeah, just like you said, like, okay, go survive this game. And, and, you know, but there was also a lot of aspects of it that I did have fun with. You okay. know, I, I didn't know if that at that time, you know, I really wasn't sure how this all, like, listen, I didn't get signed the whole offseason. Yeah. You know, it took till Thanksgiving. Um, to end up somewhere. So, and, and I was kind of aware of that for whatever reason, like you don't know if you're going to get a chance to play the game again. So I yep. did take a lot of pride in getting ready for that week. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that did make that game fun, even though we only scored six points and I wanted to make sure that I played well, like just like you always take pride sure. in how you yeah. play. Right. So, yep. and I, and I, and I did, I felt like I went down there. Like I, I just, was talking to somebody else about this. We scored six points that game and yeah, it was not easy, but I, I felt like I played a really good game. And those are the types of things that aren't ever going to show up. Like you're never going to look at that game and say like, Oh, you know, Joe played a great game here. Um, 
but I, I did, you know, and, and if it was in different circumstances and you can continue to play that well, you are going to have success. Um, but like I talked about earlier here, like, you know, football, I, maybe it wasn't here, but football is a team sport. You know, it, it's, you ha you're reliant on guys uh, producing uh, and that's the beautiful thing about it. That's why it is so special to be into, in a locker room afterwards because you're looking at everybody and they all have that, like they all have that feeling of like, man, I did it for my brother. And like, and, and, and we all have that same feeling. And, and that's what it takes to win in this league. It's not just one guy, you know, most everybody, most everybody's relying on somebody else at some point throughout the play. What, what was it like uh, coming home with the kids, like getting back in the routine? What's the last week been like for you? It's funny because it, it was such a quick trip. Uh, I've only gone, I was only gone for two months. It's, yeah. It seems like I'm kind of right back into where I was. Uh, but listen, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, you know, it, 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 I think, I think that experience will, it'll change us, you know, forever, you know, it, to, to be able to experience that with everybody and, um, you know, all of that, I think, it, it feels good. I mean, a couple months ago, you're trying to keep that positive mindset, right? So that if you do get a call that you're in the right frame of mind to actually go out and have success. Well, now I think I can feel, at least I can be back here and, and I'm disappointed that we're not still in it, but there's a lot of, a lot of what happened that I can feel good about. Like, mm -hmm. Hey, you did, you did stay ready and Hey, you did go out there and, and, and do what you thought you could do. So I think at this point, um, it, I, my mindset's a lot better sitting at home, hanging out with the kids. Like, I feel like, you know, Hey, I, I earned that. And I feel mm -hmm. like I did something pretty good. So that's a lot better than, than sitting here at this point, never getting hit called. Sure. And as much as I was trying to stay in that positive mindset, you know, you're going to let a little bit of that bitterness creep in and, and stuff like that. So uh, it, it's, um, you know, very, very grateful. I, I, I've said that a lot, but very grateful for the opportunity that uh, they gave me. And, you know, and a lot of a lot of special experiences that I shared with a lot of people over the last couple of months. You know, you know what's also I, I give you so much respect because to go out and stay in shape and throw the way you did, not knowing what the future, like you said, like you, that phone may never ring. Yeah, Mike, but I you didn't did think the it work, was. you know, yeah, I didn't think it was. It was at that point. You know, it was right about at that point where I was like, oh, man, I'm not getting called. I don't think it's happening. Even even Cleveland, they didn't call me till Thursday, you know, yeah. so I, I kind of had figured, all right. I mean, if, if somebody's going to call me, if, if, if they were going to call me, it, it would have been on Monday or Tuesday. Right. You know, yeah. like why Thursday? Um, so, yeah. Uh, and if they didn't call, who else would have called? You know, at this point, it's interesting. It's well, we know teams that should have called Joe. We, we was... <laughs> hey, well, you know, it is what it is. I, a lot of you know, it's funny because a lot of people ask me like, why didn't anybody call? And you, you know what? The honest to God truth is, I can't. It, it's it's good to not to look back. I don't have to worry about all the people that didn't call. Like yeah. it, one team did call. I did yeah. get a call. You know, so uh, gotta gotta consider myself pretty lucky for that. Was it hard? To, was it hard to to focus on the work with that in the back of your mind? Um, I think there's always times, you know, where you wake up and you're, and you're, uh, yeah, maybe your, your, your brain can wander a little bit here and there. Sure. But 
Listen, I've been doing off season. I've been I've been through a lot of off seasons, and I got a pretty good plan and a, and a good group of people around me, and and a good way to kind of occupy my mind. And you're always looking for new things to do to kind of occupy yourself and and get you through things and make you feel like you're doing something. You know, it's it's funny. I've been working out with my trainer for probably 13 years now, and then you're always doing something different. It's like, okay, how can I? It's like working out is important, and your nutrition's important and they, for me, they kind of go hand in hand, like, and like how important is nutrition? Well, you could argue, I think a lot of different things. I think it's generally important to eat well and to work out. But I think for me in the off season, like, it's not like I'm going back and it's not like I played in the sixties and I'm like going and selling cars in the off season and working a job. Like I got to keep my mind occupied. I got to keep myself feeling like I'm working towards something. And all those little things that you do in the off season, they keep you in the moment. So like, I think I've had that like routine building up for the last 15 years of working out, eating right, eating right helps you work out better. Mm -hmm. It keeps you focused on working out, working out helps you eat better. You know, now I'm jumping in the sauna, jumping in the cold tub and you know, how much are those things doing for me physically? I don't know, but I can tell you one thing. Mentally, they're keeping me locked yep. in. They're feeling, I'm feeling like I'm doing something every day and working towards something. And, it, and it's, it's just that that keeps you in the moment so that you don't have to think about, hey, why am I not getting a call? You know, so it, 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 I think that's how you do it. You just stay, you have that routine that keeps you occupied and keeps you feeling like you're building towards something so that you're not focused on what's not happening, you know? Joe, there, 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 there's, you're right, because you can take money from Jaws on the golf course any day, Joe. That will keep you busy. I, I recognize that. But I used to say, Joe, I used to say all the time at, at the end of my career, I'd play as long as you can and then two more years. And I feel like yeah. you got one in, Joe. Now you need to get a second one. Like, is Cleveland calling you yeah. right now? Is Andrew Berry yeah. negotiating with you right now, Joe? Like, they'd be crazy not to. Uh, listen, I agree with you, man. Like you got to do this as long as you can. There's no yep. better job in the world. No. And, uh, and we're getting paid for it. it it's crazy. Uh, and I have so many things now that there's extra mode. There's, there's even, there's reasons to play it. There's, it, there's other reasons now that make it fun to play at 39. Then, yeah. you know, there was reasons at 23, 24, 25, there's reasons at 39. There's, there's things that make it fun. And, and, um, and, and we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens uh, next year. But I'm excited to, you know, hopefully have some opportunities. Joe, just looking at just looking ahead here. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens are just one of those organizations, Joe, that, um, you know, they just do things the right way. And they've got mm-hmm. stability in that building from Steve all the way down to John and all the way down. And I'm just curious. I mean, you were there with Lamar's rookie year and they made the, they made the transition from you, Joe. But did you think Lamar had MVP type talent, Joe? Like back when he first came, what, what, however he practiced or whatever he, his contribution was at that point, did you see something in him that said, "This guy's going to win Super Bowls"? I think that's always tough to probably narrow it down to exactly. Hey, he's going to win an MVP and another one, and he's going to do this. I, I don't know if you ever can like say that, but I mean, I think everybody knew coming out of college uh, what kind of football player he was. Um, it's just a matter. Yeah. I think there's always, you always have to go out there and answer questions and, and be on the field and, and actually go do it. Um, and I, and I, I think he's proven to be a football player. That's what he does. Like he, he, he goes out there and he, and he gets it done. I think he's proven to be pretty tough minded physically, 
um, all those things. And, um, you know, obviously he's pretty special uh, athletically in, in what he can do. So I think a lot of those things, like the physical abilities, they, I think they obviously stand out at you right away. Um, I think he's probably a better gamer than he is a practicer because you just don't get to see some of the things that he does in a game right. in practice. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like practice well, is a controlled so. environment. Yeah. Practice is a controlled environment where you don't get to see some of the things that he does that make him the way he is. Right. So, um, yeah, you could see that he was gifted. It was just a matter of uh, going out there and doing it. What, what is the, the getting to the playoffs a little bit? What, what is it about the Ravens, the culture there that has lent to success? I think it's always about being tough minded in the physical football team, you know, smart, physical, um, but just mentally tough. Uh, I think at this time of the year, you know, all year, but at this time of the year, basics and physicality, you know, really come out at you. And that's what wins football games, you know, good, playing good defense, uh, running the football, not turning the ball over, you know, simple cliche things. They really do start to come to light at this time of the year. And, you know, you got to be ready to play a full 60 minutes. So I think, I just think the way, that they prepare to, to play tough games is, is always a help. I know at least when I was there, you know, you, we always had a, we, we were tested all year and we were tested for years and we always played in a handful of tough games. And I think it's a really good division to be in because you're not going to have blowouts. You're going to play these tough games against tough teams and you have to learn how to win that way. And I think that you become battle tested and, and, and nothing becomes too big for you as a unit. You go out there and, you, and you're ready for everything and you're ready to win a game in any kind of situation. So, You know, you know it's interesting. We, this morning we were watching you in Denver, 2012, and that throw, which was one of the great throws in the history of the league, uh, go back to that moment for a second and, and relive it with us because we were just watching it on tape. <laughs> Jacoby Jones, Joe. Jacoby were Jones on a the, go route, man. Were you watching it on the coaches? Like, coaches yeah, tape yeah. Or like, yeah. Yeah, so look at that play. Like, he actually – I had to step up in the pocket there and take my yep. eye off a little bit, but I did I, – I was able to keep – I was able to make sure the safety was kind of not getting that that wide. And so I knew I had that throw out there. But when you go back and watch that, he kind of starts to settle like in a cover two type hole, you know, like even though he was kind of beyond that at that point. But it was like, a, you know, it, it, he kind of starts to settle like he wasn't sprinting on his go route. And I kind of I stepped up and took my eye off downfield for a second. And when I popped back up, I was getting ready to let one go. And I, I felt that he really wasn't running full speed like a typical one-on-one -on -one go route because it wasn't a one-on-one -on -one go route. He was trying to settle in like a little hole out there. Um, but I did kind of underthrow that ball a little bit because I ended up having to take a little bit off of where I really wanted to throw it because he was, you know, we, we were on a little bit of a different page there, but it was still enough to get over top of that safety. But I think if you go back and look at that, you'll kind of feel him settle a little bit and, um, it ended up being a tad closer than than I thought it would be, but it was still it, yeah. Obviously, that was an awesome play. It was it was that that was that's listen. That's what got us to that next level. And 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 Joe, uh, there was fifty three seconds left in the game when you <laughs> cut that one loose, like fifty three seconds. Like I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm I'm I actually I have it on right here, so I'm watching exactly what you're talking about right here. Oh yeah, he does settle, Joe. 
He yeah, settles he right in that little cubby hole typical, right there. He kind of settles. He, yeah. he feels that it's kind of like a typical cover two hole, and he kind of yep. he tries to settle in there a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. I see so it. This, so if I would have launched that ball, I'm not sure he would have been able to get his speed up enough. So I, I think I only threw that ball 50 yards downfield. You know, it, it wasn't like it was any further than that. Uh, you threw it from the 25 think, and it landed right <laughs> at the 20, Joe. So I, I count 55. Yeah, so 55 but, yeah, yeah, it still went a little bit further than I thought. But if I would have thrown it, I think if he was – just running, I it, I would have had to throw the ball maybe five ten yards further, and it would have been even. It would have it wouldn't have looked as close as it as it was. But wow, look at that! That throw is just amazing, man. I, I gotta tell you, watching that thing. I, when, just, I, when I reached back in the pocket, I was worried that there might that I, I don't know if it was Elvis. Uh, I was worried that one of those guys might get there, might be reaching their hand out and get the hand on the ball uh, okay. before I let it go. So, well, um, that yeah, was the Von Miller. That Von Miller was right in your face, Joe. When you let Von was right in your face when you let it go. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, you're I, and you're not even fully set, man. No, you're falling off. Yeah, you're falling off yeah, the mound. That, yeah, that game was crazy. I mean, we were on. I think we were on a. I think we were on a high for the next three weeks after that yeah. game. Honestly, I, I don't. I don't think we ever settled down from that game. Uh, I remember being in the bus afterwards, and people were still jacked up. It was an hour and a half after the game. You know, I was. Um, but like I said, I and the high from that game probably lasted all the way through the Super Bowl. What What, what was that whole and that Super Bowl, which was such a great story, man? I mean, it's you and Kaepernick and John and Jim, and you know, <laughs> yeah. what, what do you remember? From and the that? lights are going off, Joe. Oh my God, what yeah. do you remember from that? From that game specifically, like that time, I mean. I remember by the time we got down in New Orleans, it just felt like our team was at ease. I, I felt like we were down there enjoying ourselves and getting ready to go win a football game. And honestly, that obviously that's easy to say, uh, knowing that we won it. But we, we did kind of just, listen, we had been through a lot. We had lost an AFC Championship game my rookie year. We had been up to New England and lost an AFC Championship game the year before yep. that. We still had a core group of guys from all of those teams that had been through so much together and been through so many tough games. And by the time we had gotten to that point and, and beat Denver with Peyton and went back up to New England and beat Tom and then hmm. got to got down in New Orleans for that Super Bowl, man, we felt we, we, we just felt like we were ready. Um, you could just you could just tell. We, we you know, we finished that year ten and six. We we clinched the playoff uh, we clinched the division the week before that to get to ten and five. But um, our record was better in eleven, but we were nine and I think we were nine and two that year. And we lost three straight games. Like we were a really good football team. So kind of people want to always say, like, ah, we went on a run. Well, we won our division in a really tough division. Yeah. yeah. And we were and we were a really good football team that year that went on a little bit of a, you know, a losing streak there at the end of the year. Um, and we had been through a lot together. And I think that you, you that that just gives you a lot as a football team. It gives you a lot of confidence going into that time of the year. You know, it's it's amazing. Like time is in, in- so wild right because you had that incredible run that moment and then you come back this year and you, and you have this run and you look around the landscape of the league and you know Belichick is fired right from the Patriots like all, all those wars that you had with Tom and you guys were always played them so tough up there you know and you look at it now and like Belichick is no longer a Patriot and how the landscape of the league just changed dramatically it's- 
it's it's crazy how quickly time goes because i mean at the end of the day a lot of time's gone by i mean how many yeah. coaches nowadays do you actually look at the handful of coaches around the league that have been where they are for 15 plus years and include bill in that he just got yeah. done i remember when i came into the league or when i was coming into the league just before that tower had just finished in pittsburgh maybe his 14th or 15th year yep. and he was the you know, he was I mean, the guy and he, he had been, he had, he had been there for that long and nobody else was even close to that. And now you have, you have Tomlin who took over for him. You have John in Baltimore, you have Bill up there. I mean, there's, there's, there's a few guys that have just, you know, could basically be where they want to be as long as they can. And, um, it, it's crazy how quickly all that time has passed, but, um, you know, pretty special, you know, group of, of guys that have kind of been around the last 20 years, you know, players, coaches, uh, it, it's, it's a pretty cool time to have played. How was the nuance change? Like from like, if you look, it's so amazing because the two teams, the, the two one seeds both have fullbacks, right? Like we saw the fullback get almost eradicated. Like how's the game change? You think, you know, it's funny years. when you talk to certain guys, like everybody wants to say, man, the game has changed so much. Well, you know what? It still comes down to being physical and executing, playing good defense. It's still all the same things. Yeah. I think there's a lot of young guys like, you know, that they want to think the game has changed so much, you know, but like it's football. I look, Tom Brady's won seven Super Bowls and he's won a couple recently. Like it, it hasn't changed that much. Yeah. You know, it still comes down to the most fundamental things. And maybe there's slightly different ways that teams are getting there, but it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's not, I don't think it's as different as people think it is. Uh, you know, it's just I'm a different you. generation. You know, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the young guys now, I mean, you know, it's just a different generation. There's not too many ties to like the 70 year olds that are out of the league anymore with all these 30 some year old coaches. So they're doing maybe things that seem a little bit different, but a lot of it's, you know, a lot of it's pretty similar. <laughs> it's just, it's just another way of getting to, to something. Um, it is a new generation though, of players. I mean, I think everybody probably feels this. I mean, when, when I walked into the locker room and Ray Lewis was a vet, he was probably like, man, who are these, who are these young group of guys, man? They're just different. Um, and I've, I've, I've realized that over the last couple of years, it's a new, it's a new group of people. Um, I don't know if that's because I've been able to switch teams. Like when, maybe when you're in Baltimore and you're in a team for so long, you don't get to recognize some of the changes because you have enough familiarity with, a, with a lot of things that some of the things kind of just, you, you kind of miss on, on how some of the things have changed. And then when you go somewhere else, you, you're able to recognize it more, but there is a new generation of players in this league. I mean, it, it, it's just, you know. I didn't, I was never put through as hard of training camps and all the, all the, and all those types of things as players were 50 years ago or even 30 years ago. But when I was in high school, you know, we were still having two and three days. And when I was in yeah. college, we were still, we were still doing hitting drills and all those different yeah. types of things. You could still get lit up in the head as a quarterback. You could yeah. still light people up across the middle when they were, when they were trying to catch a football and, even though a lot of those rules changed as I came into the league and was pretty young, I still grew up in an era that, you know, allowed those things to happen. Now guys are coming into the league and they haven't played football in a time where these rules haven't been in place. So it's just a different feel, you know, like training camps aren't three hour practices anymore in two days. Like sometimes you have an hour and 20 minute training camp practice. 
And for these guys, it's just whatever, you know, if, if a two hour practice is the hardest thing that they've done, well, then they're going to find a way to, to bitch about that two hour practice. Just like we found a way to bitch about the three hour practice, even though the generation before us was doing three of those a day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so it, exactly. it's just naturally a new generation that's in the league and you're dealing with different things, you know? The, the uh, I, I got to ask you about the fatherhood. I got two boys and, you know, 10 and 14 and, and it, it, it's, it, it's so life changing. I like it. Like, I love the fact that you're with your kids and your dad and what's that whole journey been like with you? Well, I think it's something like I came from a big family. I'm the oldest of six kids. Uh, I have four brothers. I think it's something that like, you know, for some reason I always envisioned myself having kids and, you know, and, and kind of creating that same child I childhood I had for my, for my kids. So I, you know, I've, I've kind of always envisioned having that and I'm at the point now where I have it and you, you realize some things are a little bit different than you thought. And some things are yeah. pretty similar. And it's, uh, it's, 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 my kids are at a cool age. It's, it's, they're at an awesome age to be able to do a lot of things with, you know, whether that's athletically or, or anything else. So, um, and, and, and we still live in the area where I grew up. So it's, it's, it's awesome to have family around to share that with, uh, you know, my kids are uh, going to grow up slightly different than I grew up, but there's a lot of things that we can kind of keep the same. And, 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 and that's usually done through family and having different family around and, and making sure that, you know, you raise them in the way uh, that you feel that you believe was benefited you. Like I, I love the way that I was raised and the way that I grew up. And like I said, even though my kids are in a little bit of a different situation, there's a lot of things that I want to take from my childhood and be able to instill in them. And uh, I think having family around is a big is a big way to get that done. It's it's the best, man. Like, you know, we grew up in the same areas, similar, same background. And having all those people enjoying that those Sunday dinners and yeah, you know, like it's, it's the it's the, way it's to, the greatest. Like it really yeah, is. Yeah, we listen. We don't know. We don't know any other way. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, obviously we're going to say it's the greatest. But there's so there's so much for, to there's so much yeah. about it that I love. I mean, like I said, I have four brothers and a sister. I uh, couldn't be closer to them, and just there's nobody else in the world that I would rather get with, you know, throughout the week or on the weekend and get our kids together and, and just have, you know, I, I love when I get a chance to have my boys and my little girl around my siblings and around and, yeah. and we get to pick on each other and, and, you know, and argue with each other and whatever else we get to do. It, it's, you know, we we're still doing those things. We're going out to the baseball field on the weekends, going and throwing the football around and just kind of doing all the same things that we did and, and hoping that they can find some joy in those things too. It's funny. The only thing like that really has changed. I love it if you see this, but everything's organized now. Like the, you know, uh, the, right? It's nuts. The, my uh, kid, my boys play travel baseball, football, yeah, right? Like I know. It, it's like it's. I feel like you every to, day you have to sign them up if if you want them to go play. You know, a two hand touch game of football. You ha you almost have to sign them up for flag. Yeah. If you want, you know, it, everything has to be organized. I was really worried about that. Just even with other parents, like, Hey, like, let's have a play date. Like what the yeah. hell's a play date? Like just go knock on the guy's door yeah. and, go and, knock and, for I, 
And I, that's part of why I still love living in this area is because my kids can do that. I have a bunch yeah. of kids on this street, a bunch of kids a couple blocks away. So my kids get on their bikes and they go knock on each other's door and they're outside and they're playing. And that way, when they come in and they're hanging out after dinner, I don't have to feel too bad about letting them on their iPad for a little bit, you know? And it, it's, it's such a funny thing because it's not like I asked my parents to like, hey, can I get on the PlayStation for a little bit? We just did it. You know, we just, we just went and played on it. And eventually, my mom got pissed off enough at us for being in the house that she kicked us out. Exactly. Um, I think we're so aware of these kids being on their iPads all the time. We're always trying to limit their time. But it, it is I, – I, we live in an awesome area here where all the communities are connected and there's a bunch of kids around and they can, they can go knock door to door and, and just hang out with their friends all day, which is that's what I want. That's what being a kid to me is, you know, he grew up in the nineties where you were just, you were still able to go and just kind of wander around and do your thing. And your parents had, you know, a little bit, they gave you that little bit of freedom and they, yeah. they, they weren't scared enough to let you out of the house. And today it's just a lot different, but there is, if you if you allow yourself to get used to the idea of them doing that, then eventually it gets to here and here and here, and your kids have a have an awesome time. So I think that's an important part of being a child. And I think the area that me and my wife live in now, which is right around where we grew up, it gives them that ability. It is like people don't understand like, and it helps them even in sports, oh, yeah. right? Like it helps For them, sure. like you create being creative, like yeah. making up games. Like how many times did you play a game where? You had four kids, you like a two on two or whatever, so like steady quarterback. I mean, yeah, that's little right. Little things like that. Yeah, for sure. I agree, man. It's it, it's awesome. That and the other thing that's different is the four hundred dollar batch. Like, <laughs> oh my god. You know, I I dealt with a little bit of that. Obviously, by the time I got to high school, but like you know, in little league, we had a we had a bag of helmets, and a, and 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 at least one kid on the team had a bat, and we were like, "Yo, dude, can I use your bat? Like, yeah. I have one." You know, I was I I wouldn't even dare ask my dad to buy. Let's say they were 180 <laughs> bucks back then, like or 250 bucks, whatever yeah. they were. I was like, I wouldn't have dared even ask my dad to buy a bat like that for me. He would have taken me out to like to play it against sports, uh, you know, 20 minutes away, and we would have got some piece <laughs> yeah, of crap. I, I would have been like, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> what are we talking about here? I would have been better off just using Johnny's bat around the corner, you know. Um, but nowadays, it's just like expected. Like, oh yeah, go buy the five hundred dollar bat. And by the way, when you when you sign up for Little League, you need to bring your own helmet. We don't have a bag of helmets. Everybody has their own stuff, and it's like every little kid. It, it, they don't. That's the thing. They don't. That's just normal for for our kids, though. It's, it's not like they know they're being spoiled necessarily. That's just what the normal is for them. So they're 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 going to be a little bit different when they get to the when they get to twenty five years old. They're going to be a whole new level of problem that, like, you know, I'm sure, like I said, listen, we grew up different than our parents did yeah, in the 60s exactly. or whatever that, you know, it, but, it, and so now we're just dealing with that same issue with our kids, but it is different. It's different, man. We grew up, uh, you know, a, a little bit different. It was, it was funny. It's my, uh, my, both my kids play football, right? So they play for the Clearview Youth uh, Association. Whatever. Yeah. So, the event, like, you know, we go to Dick's, like, I'm at Dick's, whatever, three times a week, and, right, like, and all the gear, <laughs> and, dude, like, the mouth guards with the shark uh, teeth, the gloves. I have them. Uh, yeah. I got, and, I got those, I got those, I got those mouth guards sitting in my mud, like, sitting in, like, the mud room right now, like, as you yeah. walk into my house, there's freaking six mouth guards laying around. <laughs> I, I, my, my wife, I was looking at, 
uh, pictures on my wife's phone uh, like a couple of days ago to see what I missed. And my son's, she's got a video of my son on the foul line with an arm sleeve on. It's like, what the hell is he doing? What's he wearing out there, man? Can't he just wear a normal uniform? You know, you sound like that old guy, like that, like kind of like all bitter, like, you know, all like, what the hell are you doing here? What is this? Um, but man, they're, they're so much. It's insane. It is. It's crazy. Listen, brother, you're the greatest, man. I, I'm just so happy uh, to catch up with you and, and so proud of you, man. You, you are. Uh, I appreciate it. You're the best, dude. Like, you know, we love you in this area and we love you. And Baldy and I, Baldy had a run doing an NFL Network show, but we, we just wanted it. Awesome. Thank yeah, you, no, bro. I appreciate it. Yep. Let's keep in touch, buddy. All right. Yeah, dude. Have a good one. Thanks, brother. Hey, let's talk about buying tickets to our favorite events, games, concerts, right? Football. Basketball, baseball, hockey. I mean, we love it. We're sports geeks. But sometimes it's a hassle. You know how many times I uh, wrong seats, something happens, you think you got them, you don't. Uh, it just drives you nuts. You're paying through the nose. Well, I got a solution. It's the Game Time app. And the Game Time app, you download it right to your phone. These people, I love them. You know why? Because they're obsessed with two things getting you the cheapest price and saving you money for tickets and taking the hassle out of buying tickets. They offer all kinds of great stuff. I mean, it starts with, you know, event protection. They even have job loss protection. You could see the seats that you're going to buy, right? You could see your vantage point uh, right there on the app. It's unbelievable, all right? They have the lowest uh, price guarantee. Like, so if you find tickets... Uh, they'll refund you the difference, 110% of the difference if you find them cheaper. They have last-minute deals, zone deals. Like, say you pick the section, they'll pick the row and the seats, Like, and it's going to save you an average of 18%. It's truly like game-changer when it comes to buying tickets. So do yourself a favor, get the Game Time app right to your phone. In fact, use the code ALLNFL. A-L-L-N-F-L, you get 20 bucks off your first purchase. That's A-L-L-N-F-L, so get the Game Time app. Use that code, all NFL, 20 bucks off your first purchase. It's the Game Time app. Obsessed with saving you money. Get it now. All right, thanks to Joe. Oh, man, that was so enjoyable. Man, so much fun uh, just to kind of get into the mindset of a quarterback and, and his incredible story and that journey that was this year. All right, so we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, another special guest, Lane Johnson, will join us from the Eagles as uh, we continue to kind of go through the stories. And don't forget, uh, during the offseason, we're going to get into a lot of draft stuff, a lot of player movement and everything else. But we want to visit with the players and the coaches and really dive into their stories and take you inside the game. The whole point of our podcast, the Meat Locker, the All-NFL podcast, is to take you inside, right? Because we love the game. We love, we're geeks. So we love the sport itself, and that's the purpose of this thing. So do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button. It's right there. It's free. And make sure that you get every episode right to your phone. Well, thanks for hanging with us as always. For Baldy, I'm Cuz, and we'll see you tomorrow.